Welcome, thank you for joining us for another episode of the I'll Try That Beer News and Reviews podcast. My name's Matthew Barber, joining me this week are Joe Druitt. Hello! And Richard Grabwell. Hello! Hey! Love it. Um, thanks for joining us this week. We're not, it was a somewhat unusual pursuit of hoppiness this week. We normally focus, as you well know, on a particular brewery. Um, but what we're doing this week, this is the BYOB episode, formerly known as the Shove and Tell episode. Each of us have gone and sourced something, uh, fresh, new, local, worth talking about, worth having a look at, and something uh, to maybe keep an eye out for the future. Um, we'll go through that one by one in a little bit, but first of all, we're going to pass to our learned colleague, Joe, who's got an interesting hop topic for us. Joe, go. Go, Joe. Uh, well, I hope it's interesting. I certainly found it interesting. So, Of course it is. <laughs> we are travelling to Cornwall for this ep- for this uh, hop topic. Love Cornwall. You are. Who's our favourite Cornish... Larger Jeff brewer. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. died, didn't he? That um, uh, I know one. It feels too easy, though. It's like it might be a trick question. I'll let Drabber's answer. You've really put me on the spot, and I was just watching my it's dog Drabbers. punch himself Drabbers. in the face it's... with his foot. He was too what? <laughs> well, he was scratching his chin, but it looked like he was just punching himself in the face <laughs> with his foot. Is, Joe not dra- is Joe's surroundings not blurred out to you? Secure, you got a security breach, mate. There you go. <laughs> um, back to the back to the question, though. So, yeah, back to the question. Sorry, Drabbers, Drabbers, It's it's Saint Austell. Saint Austell. Yay! Well done. Brewery of Goshen. You got it. Nice. No, that's Adnams. Wrong. Oh, mate, you've had a mare. <laughs> you've got the opposite end of the country. Anyway, other side of the country. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we're going to St. Austell, and we talked about St. Austell recently. Uh, actually, in one of our very first episodes, we, we did St. Austell's beers, uh, Tribute, which is the one that is the, the famous St. Austell beer. Um, we then brought up St. Austell again over a couple of different hot topics when they were doing notable things in uh, over the past couple of years. And then we talked about them, I think, about halfway through last year, I want to say, when they purchased Bath Ales. Wasn't that right? We could have talked oh. about that that purchase uh, that expanding yeah. a bit further up north outside of Cornwall. Well, they're at it again. They're buying up or at least starting to buy up another another beer brewery, uh, a beer brewery, another brewery. <laughs> but this this time, <laughs> a closer beer-ery. to home uh, for them in in, uh, in Cornwall, they're buying up uh, some minority stake in Harbour, which I am very excited by because Harbour are a fantastic up and coming brewer. Uh, which is, I say up and coming, they've been around for a while, but, you know, they're, they're kind of a craftier brewer uh, coming out of Cornwall. I've heard of them. Mm-hmm. I've heard of Harbour. Harbour. What do Harbour do that we know? Beer. They do a lot of beer. Uh, <laughs> they've got a hail, Hell's, uh, their largest single fin, 
their single fin lager is probably their most oh. famous uh, one. Mm-hmm. They've got a, a day uh, a day a pale ale damer, which is quite well, quite good. Uh, I haven't had a their damer. like wave hunter hells or their lager pilsner or any of the others actually. They cla- they've got a cold IPA called Arctic Sky mm. and a high mm, hazy like IPA called Big Wednesday. I'm not sure what that's Big about. Wednesday. Big that's a surf movie. It's... Yeah, there you go. There you go. That makes sense. Down in Cornwall. Also, the name of a mm. also the name of a powerboat used to drive. Okay. Why aren't they Up making a pasty flavored <laughs> beer? Because <laughs> yeah. I don't think anyone would buy it. <laughs> no, <laughs> you need to get beers that are nice that can go with pasties, not pasty flavored. Ah, okay. Beers. Yeah. yeah, that's that's good business thinking. <laughs> I, don't know, I, so, think, I think I'd be there for a pasty beer. Yeah. Would you? I don't think I would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you think, Drabs? What do you think of St. Orstall purchasing a minority stake in Harbour Brewing? Well, I, you know, I'm not, as we know, I've been quite outspoken about other breweries, buying up other breweries and taking the charm away from it. And um, we would have to wait and see to see if, see if the quality of beer is only going to improve or our... And will we start seeing them up and more up and down the country? Because I don't see them everywhere at the moment. So I'm assuming distribution will exponentially, hopefully double. And so hopefully, yeah, I may get to try more of the beer. And who knows, I might become a fan favourite for me. What do you think, Bob's? I was just going to say, be careful, Harbour, because if you have even only a minority stake bought at you by St. Hostel, then Drabbers might consider you not a craft brewer anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, I, I suppose it's interesting that it's a minority stake, because I suppose maybe it's the how they're getting on so far that they just want to just pile some money into it and see see where it goes, that sort of thing, rather than just saying... Yeah, it's ours now, <laughs> and this is what we want to do. Well, Presumably, that's the the um, guys who started off Harbour just releasing a little bit of uh, control, but also getting like backing of, and it will be to do with. I mean, we see it enough times, don't we, about those breweries that then they're just going to get some distribution means, probably yeah. from wherever St. Austell get get to put their beers. You're going to be able to presumably see Harbour, and and I guess the reason they've done it is that uh, the guys at St. Austell have had a load of Harbour and gone. Yeah, that's not bad, is it? I, I think you're spot on. I think trying to dig in, because there's not that much detail about why exactly this has happened outside the fact that they've had a big, good relationship since Harbour started in 2012. You know, St. Also actually did their bottling at the very start and, and one of the, the key, like, brewing directors, uh, a guy called Roger Ryman, um, was apparently Eddie Lofthouse, who started up Harbour, calls him, like, a, a, a mentor and a good friend. So there's clearly a relationship here um, that's been fostered. But I think actually talking distribution, I think you both... Have nailed nailed it on the head. They're seeing this this kind of purchase is the the gateway for for Harbour to to have a have a growth of distribution. However, Harbour was listed already in several national supermarkets, including Morrison's, Sainsbury's, ASDA, and Marks and Spencers. And I picked these up from Majestic. So you know they already were quite well distributed. I think across the major supermarkets. I think where Saint Austell really are going to push them is on trade. So if if supermarkets are off trade, you know, going to just go and pick them up in the supermarket, you know, 
where you really want to be is actually the pubs and the restaurants. You know, and I think that's why, and as we know, St. Louis will have a huge portfolio of hotels, bars, restaurants, pubs. Um, so I think that's, as you said, uh, Bob, they, wherever you're going to see St. Orsall products, that's where you're going to see, um, say, uh, see Harbour going forward. Bam. Good hot topic. Good hot topic. Mate. It's a good one. There you go. <laughs> take, a, take a little moment to enjoy that. Um, excellent. Thank you very much. So we will now <laughs> move on to our, um, the, the BYOB, bring, it never really. It is bring your own beer. That's what that acronym is, isn't it? That's correct. Yes. We've all we've all brought booze, and so yeah. But there you go. <laughs> um, yeah. So I I will kick us off um, because I believe the world revolves around me. Uh, no, I I have <laughs> been to my local beer merchants just today um, because the Christmas and New Year period kind of got away from me a little bit, and uh, I was struggling for something to get hold of. Also, my really good beer merchant that is just right around the corner um was unfortunately closed <laughs> when i came to actually purchase some beer so i went to my other very good beer merchant uh nearby and i have got i'll put it up to this camera so you guys can see check that out oh what's that okay this is a brewery called electric bear oh, uh, like the they name. are from just outside just outside Bath in Somerset, and we go for the local thing. And I suppose I'm sort of West Country, uh, round here. Um, and well, I mean, the first thing that kind of jumped out. I mean, it's quite difficult in the, the um, beer shop that I, I go to because there's a lot and there's a lot of variety. Um, but this did leap right off the the shelf at me. Um, weird, cool, Aztec-y sort of can. This is I, I elected to get two of their. American pale ales, and actually the other one they were stocking at the moment is is a, a Hell's that they do. But this is, um, I suppose, yeah, a kind of a little bit archetype of um, cool, fresh, new um, craft brewers, basically. Nice. I've been reading a little bit about them. I'll put my hands up. I didn't know anything about them. <laughs> this is the first time I've seen them. Uh, maybe I need to keep my, my ear to the ground a, a little bit more. This is called Word. Um, how do you word. how are you spelling that? W e r r r d exclamation mark. That's how um, I would have spelled it. To be fair, yeah, that's the that's <laughs> spot to be fair. On. And on the can, this tells me gold gold award winning. I don't know what the um, competition was, but forty percent hip, sixty percent hop, and one hundred percent crushable. <laughs> so the. <laughs> These guys are obviously a bit cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool, cool dudes. Centennial Citra and Mosaic Hops. Um, and this brewery called Electric Bear, they are based in what was, I believe, in the 17 or 1800s. Uh, based, uh, sorry, it was the 1800s. There's an old brewery in, in Bath called the Bear Brewery. Um, they, they're on that old site. The Bear Brewery was, in the 19th century, referred to as like one of the most exciting breweries in the West Country. Um, obviously, that was then. This is now. Things have changed since then. Right. Uh, and they, I, the the first, um, uh, the, the electric bit comes from the first kettle that they got to mm. uh, boil the wort in was electric. Um, and so they went, okay, electric, is introducing electric to bear, Electric bear, uh, I figure. There's a little ah, bit of following you. between Eureka. the lines there from, from me, basically. <laughs> um, but basically, the it's quite a cool... 
often we see this with with uh, a lot of these brewers now. They've got quite a cool message behind them. Um, and, and again, this is just gleaming it off, off their website. Um, but it goes on quite a lot about the glad to be alive vibe. And it's beer to have, you know, um, enjoy your life, have a great time um, and, and enjoy with your friends and that sort of thing. Uh, they go, they match up with Drabbers's, um craft brewer uh, criteria, which I don't think we ever wrote down. But <laughs> we know what we're talking about. They do, they've got like three, um, I, I want to say staples, the, the, the site's yeah. core beers. So that is Word, the one that I've got, 4.2% American Pale. The Hells that I didn't get, which is gluten-free um, Hells, called, it's called Mixtape, that's 4.6%. And Classic Pale Ale, uh, called Tondo, which is which is five percent. So um, they apparently are getting into a few different places, like um, you know, actually bars, pubs, restaurants in in um, presumably in their own neck of the woods. But I think they have sold to Marks and Spencer as well. So actually, I couldn't find it in my local. But as we said before, that uh, RNS are one that sometimes do slightly more local beers. So mm-hmm. they're getting out there, and I suppose you don't get into a supermarket unless you unless you're pretty good. Um, but the word that I'm drinking is eminently quaffable uh again it's that it's way more sessionable it's 4.2 it's getting that i think it's because it's got the citra hops um I've, for me they are always just i can sort of go for those all days all day basically um really nice american pale ale not to knock you off your chair and it's i suppose it's something that you can have if you're Maybe in the mood for a lager, but you want something a little bit more going on with it, and there's a, there's a bit more hoppy. So uh, yeah, big tick from me so far. Well, it sounds nice. good. Sounds uh, sounds very quaffable. Definitely up for up for trying that one when we're next to you. Do it, do it. It's good. Do you have any questions? <laughs> no, <laughs> I think you had a very good presentation. Uh, yes. I think you covered yeah. all the bases. How how can I improve? How. <laughs> um, a question I was asked the other day by a brand, but how does the brand make you feel? Are there any other questions? <laughs> <laughs> have you guys? Um, have you it guys is cool. About... It's oh, sorry. Oh, go on. So, so, say again, drivers. I was going to say, have you got? No, it's, it's a slightly off topic, but but the brand's called or the brewery's called Electric Bear. Yeah, exactly. And all the yeah. cans have this very funky, and then it's like in different color schemes. Yeah, but this is this is the 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 design. So I should say, yeah, they. Uh, the other reason they fit in... Oh, God, I haven't even finished. Um, <laughs> the reason they fit in with your criteria, uh, Travis, is there's those three core beers that I talked about. They try to make four new beers every month. Oh, okay. So they've got all sorts, if you want yeah. to look through. I think the idea is that there's some that you can still get hold of that have been in, in the past. I like that. They are a little bit... Do you know, the, the older I get, the more I'm appreciating stuff like this. They're a little bit anti-establishment. Um, so, uh, yeah, actually they, they talk about being fiercely independent and there's a lot of not wanting to go along with the crowd sort of thing. So they have a 6.5% IPA, um, that they did this year called Truss Issues. Oh, very <laughs> topical. Oh, yeah. I see they, did there. they went there, they went there. Um, but yeah, to be fair, Trodin- at this point, it's like whipping, it's like hitting a, you know, a, a, to use the phrase, whipping a, lying over horse because you know like Liz Trust was in for like a minute and so everyone jumped on her to be like well I'm not going to get any blowback if I make fun of her yeah, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah exactly but um the one that I thought might might pique interest because I mean they're 
with a craft beer, you see there's kind of slightly more extreme examples coming out. But there's also Into the Vimto-verse, 5% triple-fruited sour. Ooh. Ooh. I'll be honest, I'm I'm not personally going to rush to that. They've had a couple of dabbles at 10.5% um, Ooh, Imperial wow. Stouts. Oh, um, yeah. What actually I was a bit more interested in was there were stouts and porters, and I think I can, I can get on board with a stout. It's normally that I find porters a little bit harder to love, um, but things that weren't too high ABV, so Soul Mama Coffee Stout at 5%, uh, Inspector Remorse, 4.7% porter, um, and there was a, I think somewhere there's a coconut stout for about 6%. So, for me, they sound like they might be... You don't have one of those drinks because they're sessionable, but there's like a slightly more, to me, what seems like a more sessionable version of those types of beers. Well, it sounds nice. It's a good, good selection. I think they're hitting Rich's craft beer, craft brewery checklist right now. No, yeah, it, it, is, now, it is. Oh, go on. No, as you just said, it is ticking, it's ticking all my boxes by the sounds of it. All You'd right. love it, mate. You'd love it. We'll get you some. Have you got, have you got um, any numbers, Barber? Are they, are they numbered anywhere? Uh, Instagram? Don't ask me that. I'll, I'll come, shall I come and do that at the end? Yeah, let's do all, let's do all the numbers at the end. Let's do, let's do it yes. like an old-fashioned ranking system. Right. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Who'd like to go next? <laughs> Let me do it. I, I, I want to do one because oh, I'm intrigued by Rich's... He's uh, just bursting with it. I'm bursting <laughs> to go because I these guys... Will tick a lot of your craft beer and craft brewery checklist, but they won't okay. in other ways. But I still feel like they really are a craft brewer in a lot of ways. Right. So I'm going to introduce you boys to a Kent new staple called Jake's Drinks. And they have Jake's Lager and they have Jake's IPA. I'm holding these up to the camera so you can see. They also have a Jake's. Kentish cider and Jake's summer fruit cider. <clears throat> so Jake's Can, drinks. Yes, yeah, sorry. sorry. Was, was there a question? Just, just there, there was. I, I believe I've tried these. Yes, Jake's. Are they from the? They're from a. They're from a, a winery. Yeah, absolutely spot on, drivers. Ten but points to Gryffindor right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I've yeah. got the name. <laughs> I, and I'm clearly a Slytherin. <laughs> so they are from the... They're created from the Balfour Hush Heath Estate. Uh, yeah. And I've been looking a little bit more into this. So this is uh, a, a, basically a, an estate that was created in 2002. Um, and they created basically some world-renowned, award-winning um, rosé. Uh, to give you some of their things, they basically were the only um, they were the only English champagne or English sparkling wine, whatever you want to call it, pink grape. Uh, how do they refer to it as? Yeah, okay. So they won Spark. the international. They won the gold medal at the tr- at the international wine challenge. They were the only um, English wine to be served on British Airways uh, first class um, uh, right oh. now. And they were the only British, uh, sorry, English um, wine, to, uh, Pink Fizz, to be served at the London 2012 Olympics. So some big accolades coming in there. And this from a company There's some that was big, big only started yeah. in 2002. I'm going to put it out there. You're being paid too much if you're flying Brit- BA's first class. I don't know. <laughs> where, have you, where have you been lately? <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so they've, they've, they've kind of set up this, uh, this, this vineyard and this... Uh, winery that you can go to and yeah off the back of that they've created these jake's drinks 
Um, so you'll be pleased to know that obviously they're kind of like selling themselves as that it's basically their winemakers are making beer. And that for me as a beer drinker isn't really that appealing. If I'm honest, I'm like, well, okay, fine. Maybe you're going to put them at some point in wine casks or something. You're going to do something, what, you know, you're going to do something with the grapes maybe that's going to be a bit interesting. I don't know. Like there's something there, but it doesn't make me think you're going to make some staple good lagers or IPAs. But they basically partnered with Sellerhead, who is a fantastic, um, through and through, they're hitting all of Rich's uh, craft beer brewery checklists. Uh, they're a local here in Kent uh, called Sellerhead. And yeah, they basically make the, they make the beer or they work together to make the beer. So they've got some good expertise on hand uh, for making these Jake drinks. But I guess why what's kind of most appealing about them is that they just don't really look like they cut through quite hard on the shelf. They don't look like a normal beer, do they? They just look do you know very what? Kind different. Of, to me, they kind of to yeah. me look like they cider. Look, yeah. That's what I, I think was that's exactly probably where they say. started out, if I'm honest, because they do make two ciders. So they probably started with a yeah. cider and then they've made these beers on the back of it. I think it's because it's got like Jake's IPA and it almost looks like it has like the, the leaves of a tree above it. Yeah. Almost like you couldn't see yeah. the, the, the trunk. But there are like hops on the can. Well, they've done there. the cardinal sin of like old school beer marketing where they put hops actually on the beer can. It's like, who <laughs> yeah. cares? Like, I, I, know what, I know what beer, I know what beer what is. is. It's got hops on. Why are you putting hops on it for? Yeah. <laughs> Except for the few people who get confused and think they're raspberries. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You know, like that's, that's why I never, I never get with it. And I always have this argument with people who designers who try and put hops on stuff. It's like, why? Why are you putting hops on stuff? People know it's beer. Like, anyway, that's an um, argument and if they're for another day. Hop, if they're putting hops on, why aren't they also putting yeast and water? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and rice and barley. Rice. Sorry. Yeah. Rice yeah. and barley. <laughs> you got to have the five points. Um, so yeah, I mean, and I've... love the secret ingredient. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so they come in thirty-three mil cans. Um, I'm finding the does lager... it taste nice? Because mm. I've just ordered some. <laughs> <laughs> no, they are. Like, they're very, they're very drinkable. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm getting. They're, they're nothing special. Let's put it that way. Like they're very drinkable. I'm enjoying. Oh, <laughs> I'm enjoying consuming them. But I'm not going to say, oh, this is the watch out for Jake's, guys. Jake's is the next mm. thing. These beers are out the chain. It's not like we've, 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 but I mean, we're pretty spoiled here on the I'll Try That podcast. We have consumed quite a lot of fantastic beers through our, through our many episodes that we're, you know, we're over two. How many episodes are we in now? I don't know. Enough episodes. A couple at, of years. At least in the making. 12. <laughs> at least 12. <laughs> yeah. And I would have to say that these Jake's are interesting, but they do not. I'm looking forward to getting through my 12-pack of the lagers. There's six lagers, there's six IPAs. I'm looking forward to consuming through them. I, I, they are not going to be then... wasted beers. They're going to be enjoyed beers. I might share them with friends. Um, but You've at the friends. same time, I'm also not going to be going, oh, I can't wait to have that next, Jake's. Once, you, once, you've, once you've drunk them, it kind of then justifies you can put something else in the fridge, I suppose. Is that you're, you're still interested as to see what's next? Ah, <laughs> uh, totally, totally. I think they need yeah. to do a little bit, something a little bit more exciting. If I'm honest, it's probably because I've had Cellarhead Brewing before and they have some award-winning, fantastic beers. This feels like the expertise of Sellerhead have been muted by the old, like the vineyard, you know, kind of like, we're, no, we're paying the money. We're making this Jake's drinks. You know, you just make the beer how we want you to. And they're going, 
but really, guys, you should probably do something a bit like this. And they go, no, but we're the winemakers, so you've got to make the beer like this. And In that family that, of mm. fish fishmongers, the, the youngest yeah. son who wants to go onto the stage is, <laughs> is kind of getting <laughs> shouted down and told, no, fishmonger. Okay, yeah, you've been in a couple of plays, but when you're ready to come and become a fishman, I mean, hey, was... he was this 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 son was born to play as Moby Dick, right? You know, old Ahab. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice. I like nice. I like I like to think that that's that's a perfect setup for like a eighties nineties carry on comedy of some sort. Yeah, you've got the fuddy duddy got... winemakers and the new hip beer makers, but they've got to work together to create the, the perfect <laughs> beer competition. No, son, you'll be a fishmonger like the rest of us. They're not from that. You've got to make <laughs> wine. You've got to make wine. Yeah. The Kentish wine. <laughs> Well-known right. Kentish wine. Kentish Good. wine. <laughs> Good. Glad we... Oh, that's, a, that that's, a, that's a movie. That, that movie's yes. going straight to yeah. DVD. Kentish <laughs> wine also could be a, an eighties electro band, right, Barbara? I know. I, yes, legit. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we're not going to get um, Richard Curtis to do the screenplay, but this has been a fantastic transition. So, so thank you, gentlemen. <laughs> Richard, w- Rich, what is it you've got to drink? That you're going to tell us about. So, what have um, you I'll, t- I'll take I'll take you on a magical journey on how I got this beer. Um, <laughs> oh, I love it. It's, uh, yeah. it's not even like a. This is the beer. It's like. <laughs> Now, let me tell you how I purchased said beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Did you so, trade so, so, some so, magic beans I was for born it? at Worcester Royal Hospital. <laughs> <laughs> I was born in Chesterfield. You're well off. This... <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, was, I was, as ever, um, very, very late to, to purchasing this beer. Um, because... <laughs> Why? Because... <laughs> I was, because of who I, I, I am as a person. Because of who I am in day-to-day life. I was very disorganised. So I, I was driving back from Bridport today because um, nice. that's, that's what I do. Just just hanging out in Bridport. Um, and, I, and I was driving back and I realised I hadn't got any beer. So, so of course, where else am I going to stop um, but um, an SO um, garage on my, on my way home <laughs> uh, that just conveniently had a right next door, an artisanal bakery. Um, because, Ooh, blimey. Yeah, because no, no Ginster's pasty for you. No then. Ginster's pasty for me. I walked out of there with two beers and a pan of chocolat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I walked in there, and they, um, and of course, this is the kind of place that has truffle oil, um, truffle infused ham. Can I just? I'm sorry to interject, but can I also just like pass over my like poshest member of the podcast hat and just pop it onto to drabbers for a bit <laughs> i came out of there with two beers and a pan au chocolat <laughs> pan au chocolat being pronounced perfectly was was yeah sorry go on he can't really do pronunciations of, uh, of foreign words but pan au chocolat he nails every time yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i just i just look into a mirror practicing french pastries is that... <laughs> um, but yeah, so but and of course in this place they they they, they had a quirky alcohol corner called the booze cupboard. Um, nice, yeah, that's and... pretty quirky. <laughs> that's pretty quirky because you know you know you know those white those white it should be kept plastic... in the fridge. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's the improper way of storing beer. Yeah, that's why it's quirky. <laughs> They're not passing their celebrants. Well, it was really, yeah, it was really, it was really annoying because because they, they had a fire pit in the middle of it, 
Which was well, highly confusing. Yes. Yes. He completely screwed me. In a while, after I'd calmed down, I bought some beer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so I was in there, and I, and I was looking, and of course they had all the usual quirky alcohols that are just ab- absurd. Quirk. So, what are quirky alcohols? What's that definition? Midori. Well, you know, just Midori like, is a quirky alcohol. Okay. It's just like some sort yeah, of anise like, drink. Yeah, <laughs> no. there was there was lots okay. of organic wine that still that still had like fruit floating in it. And all of this sort of stuff, like nobody that is really quirky. Nobody, yeah. nobody really likes what it tastes like, but they buy it because they're pretentious um, and <laughs> want to show off to their friends. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so, so you were in this shop. I, yeah, right. I was in this shop buying, buying, buying all the organic wine, um, yeah. and um, I was like, you know what? But you, you say that I brought, I brought a beer called the Capitalistic Hippie Flower Power. <laughs> Nice. Um, which capitalistic is a four hippie. Point... That sounds like a juxtaposition as, as far as I've heard one. Yeah. I, d- a capitalistic... Uh... Yeah. It was 4.3% pale ale. Um, and um, it's done by a brewery called Guile 59, which, as far as I can work out, is a singular pub somewhere in Dorset. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love when you get like, I'm consuming something somewhere from Dorset. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... The Some origins place. of which are vague at best. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, the the the, the Thorncombe. It's in Thorncombe, Dorset. There we go. From them, okay. but, oh, but but your, wa- your beer is not going to keep up with mine in terms of the uh, social media numbers. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking at their website, and it's questionable. Um, but 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 what but what they brag about um, is their in their brewery from Guile Fifty Nine is we do not use Ingleglass. Findings. Can you remember what that is? Yes, that was the fish guts that like, that started was, yeah. the, uh, the the fermentation the, process, right? Yeah. So they do not use them. They do not use that in any of their brewing process. Um, so it means you can be omnivore, vegetarian, and vegan and enjoy this beer. Um, oh yeah, I must and, say that Jake's is also all vegan. Just FYI. Just oh okay, that that's there, nice. You know? yeah. uh, all right then. <laughs> um, and it says you might find. It, it will appear how hazy and cloudy this is intentional as we wish to keep all the flavour and goodness in the beer. Okay? Mm. I can state they have not kept any of the good flavours um, <laughs> or any of the nice bits of goodness in this beer. <laughs> They've fallen at the first hurdle. <laughs> I, really do, I really do like it when Drums is beer, he doesn't like yeah. it. <laughs> It feels like we're getting more and more episodes where Travis is getting serious he doesn't like. Yeah. You're cynical in your old age, mate. <laughs> so it just, it's not, it's swing and a miss. Is that what you're saying? It's, it's a huge does swing it, and a miss. I, I, also, I also brought does another one. it taste like a hippie? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. capitalist? What does hippie and capitalist even taste? What is that as a flavour? <laughs> don't even want to know. I'm, I'm, I'm not 100%, 100% sure. Feet. Wait there. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just going to turn my camera on. But it kind of looks like they've definitely been on Canva to make their to make their label. Oh blimey! Oh wow! Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Whether I've also got, I've also this one even looks more Canvary. Um, that this is this is the other one I brought, which I'm equally not as excited to drink. Um, which is it's a shame because it's a DD it's a DDH, which I thought would be quite. Oh, nice. You're not enjoying it. You're not enjoying it. You love your DDHs. Well, that, I haven't oh, even opened it yet. Wait there, I'll, oh, do, I'll well, do you a maybe live that's tasting. The one to try. Go on, give right a blind there, okay. tasting right now. Tell the viewers I what you like. Because you love your DDHs. That's like your go-to. 
Looking at the bottle and the can, it, it kind of looks like they should also do moonshine. <laughs> yeah. No, it does look a bit like a child that's... has drawn the labels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which could no, be quite so endearing that... until you realise you paid like £5.90 for it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say how much I paid for the beer. Um, well... <laughs> Um, but yeah, and I go, and it's really sweet. Like the thing is, they're clearly, um, they're, it's, it's, it's clearly an older couple um, that that have started to make these beers, and they've got, they've once again, they've got loads. They've made loads on like their website. Um, they've got one called the Capitalist Hippie Far Out. Um, the Take It Easy. They've got a Nettle IPA. Well, of course no. they have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, an Elderberry Stout. Um, yeah, that's got yeah. idea written on it. And like, I'm uh, just—I don't want to break it to you. I, I, to reinforce this, they have a very bad rating on Untapped for the capitalist. Oh, do they? <laughs> Their <laughs> beers don't yeah. rate well <laughs> from other no, people. No, what, 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 what? What's it saying yeah. on Untapped? They're, uh, they've got 185 reviews for their Flower Power Guile 59, and it's got 3.6% 3.6 stars out of five, which is not good. That is not good no, for it's an phenomenal. They've they've got they've obviously taken the hippie bit out. They've actually just spent not very much making a beer and then charged people a fortune. I think for they've it. really leaned into the capitalist side. This is the most capitalist beer I've ever heard of, if I'm honest. <laughs> It's not a good product. It's charges the <laughs> yeah. people a lot. There's not enough effort gone into it, and they're charging people, and then people are buying it. So there you go. Yeah. And, I just, and, I felt, and it was in this really. I saw it, and I was like, oh, you know, staff are playing peanuts. As this, well. this might taste good. And I was just like, oh god, no. Why? It why would your brain why? think that? Why would it think this um, beer that looks trash was... is and it's expensive <laughs> but looks trash is going to taste good? I was, I was, you know what? I was going to give it. I in thought, the booze cupboard or wherever you got it from. <laughs> <laughs> Next to an open fire pit. And it's, I don't and understand it's, your logic of you going, that's going to be good. That's great. I can't, I can't wait to I can't have a also that think drink that. Was... It's a shame because cause the rest of the store was absolutely amazing. All the food was fantastic looking. And all this sort of stuff, but just oh. and oh, there was, you know, what I regret there was some other nice looking beer in there. And I was like, you know, I look and I was like, you... and I was like, you know what, I'm going to go for this one because of the name and the bottle. It will make a good. To- hey, look, it's made good content. <laughs> hey, that's apparently what runs our ask... life now, Travis. <laughs> just content. <laughs> Had you actually had any of the shaman's broth before you bought it? <laughs> no, no, no. It does. This has got a real, there was like a druid in the room sort of vibe. I'm very interested to know what the hapless ki- ha- ha- hapless hippies numbers are, Travis. Can you, uh, can you share those? I will see, I'll see if I can find them on Instagram. Give me, okay. so what, give while, me one while you're digging around, I'll do Jake's, I'll do Jake's drinks numbers. Okay. So, uh, the Balfour Winery at Balfour Winery, which is Jake's drinks on Instagram, they have, uh, 3000 followers. And the Jake's at Jake's Drinks on Twitter, they have 195 followers. Ah, well, I don't want to trump anyone. Electric Beer Brewing Co. Uh, on Instagram, they are at Electric Bear uh, Tap Room. Uh, 12,000 followers. That's just the uh, tap room. That's amazing. Well, yeah, sorry. That is the one that I found. So there you go. Um, and Electric Bear, at Electric Bear UK, their Twitter account has got 5,600 followers. Nice. So, nice. Uh, yeah. How about that? So, about here we go. So, Guile59, I don't want to beat all of you guys, has 
730 followers on Instagram. Well, they were going for the niche vibe, weren't they? Yeah. That's the thing. And what, uh, on yeah. what platform? Instagram. Is that Instagram? Yeah. yeah. And I'm just trying to see if they've got a Twitter. Uh, give me a minute. Talk amongst yourselves. Is it really hippie? I mean, like, if you're actually a fan of that beer, is the idea is actually you read the tea leaves to find out when there's a new beer coming out, <laughs> that sort of thing. I'm just looking at their, uh, yeah, their, their Instagram's not great. They don't have a Twitter. Uh, not that I can see. Oh, no, wait there. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Guile59 on Twitter. God, my internet's awful today. That's the spirit. (laughs) (laughs) Nearly there. (laughs) Um, And they have 872 on Twitter. Nice. I clarified that because we can wrap it up because I need a week. (laughs) (laughs) What a nuts, yeah. Oh, good. Well, um, yeah, to summarise, thank you for bringing beer to talk about. Gents, that was nice. We've all learned something, I feel, and, you know, the brewing industry as a whole is is richer for this conversation, maybe. (laughs) And that's all we have time for for this week's episode of the I'll Try That podcast. And so from me, Joe, Rich, Barber, and Simo, goodbye. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, I'll Try That podcast.com, and watch us on YouTube. Goodbye now.